2: talent to make this shit up here's kev nash dj killer kev you can't make this up podcast kev nash
1: dj killer kev episode 122 we got a lot under our belt boss man it's growing and growing content content content
2: hey man life is content hey it's absolute now absolutely It's funny how things work, man. You and I were talking about earlier in the week how we want to make sure our pod remains organic.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: And we don't want to do nothing to push the issue or force anything to make it not sound genuine. Right. And before we were talking about having somebody that's involved in politics on the podcast, but we kind of didn't know how to get somebody to come on the pod and do it. Right. So I'm at work, (laughs) minding my own business, (laughs) roaming the hallways, doing what I do pop in the production studio, boom, opportunity is knocking. Mm-hmm. Brandon McClain is in the building. What's yes, good, man? Montgomery County Recorder, how you doing, sir? I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Man, what were you doing in my my building on
0: uh, Wednesday? <laughs> um, I was down here uh, recording a radio spot, uh-huh. and uh, honestly was just talking. Uh, conversation got a little bit uh, intense because we were talking about a life. We were talking about things that affect uh, us all affect our way of living. We were talking about voting. Yeah, uh, We were talking about the importance of voting. We were talking about how to uh, energize people to be able to vote, to want to vote. And uh, yeah, the, the conversation was passionate, but it was much needed. Yeah,
2: definitely, definitely. So where are you from originally?
0: Uh, I'm originally from North Carolina. I've uh, been up here almost 10 years, came up here for school, uh, went to University of Cincinnati for my graduate degree, uh, went to University of Dayton, uh, School of Law for my law degree, and uh, just stayed. People were thought I was crazy they were like why are you staying I'm like there's opportunity everywhere and here I am
2: yeah 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 I, I was gonna say that man because uh I got a homeboy that went to North Carolina at mm-hmm. I got a homeboy that went to North Carolina Greensboro mm-hmm. you know I've been there a couple times <laughs> North Carolina's <laughs> an all right place to be North yes sir, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes sir so you went to UC huh when do you see How would you like your time down in
0: the nasty natty? Oh, uh, man, the, 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 the natty was the natty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it, it was it was good, but, um, you know, I, I wanted a different change of pace, and uh, that's kind of what brought me to Dayton. Um, you know, I, I came up here and missed, uh, you know, some some tough times uh, in my personal life. Uh, I had just lost my mother a couple years earlier mm-hmm. from lung cancer, and uh, I wanted, a, you know, kind of like a clean, fresh start so I could kind of put things back together Right, and, uh, you know, came up here. Uh, went to school, and I was talking to a counselor up there, and I said, you know, I feel like I really need to try to, you know, give law school the opportunity, a chance. And, uh, you know, they said, hey, UD's got a, a two-year program, and, uh, you know, check and see if that's something you may want to do. And and that's kind of how I ended up, went to Dayton and uh, visited, and I was like, this is where I'm going to go.
1: Okay. Nice, nice. Has the uh, Montgomery County Recorder uh, talked about what that – a lot of people might not even know what that position is. I think to <laughs> my knowledge you kind of like preserve the legal – heritage and legal <laughs> rights for our for our area, but I just wanted you to tell people what is the Montgomery County Recorder mm-hmm. position and what do you do?
0: Well, you know, uh, as the recorder, I'm responsible for, uh, you know, safekeeping of basically your ownership documents for your home. So your deeds, your mortgages, your liens, they all come through my office. Uh, I'm also responsible for the safekeeping of our DD-214, which are our discharge documents mm-hmm. for our veterans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came into this office after the passing of uh, late great public servant, Willis E. Blackshear Sr. Uh, so currently I am our only African American county elected official. Uh, so to to me, when I look at uh, what the position uh, represents uh, by statute, uh, you know, uh, it's about real estate, it's about uh, you know, our veterans. But what we're really talking about when we talk about you know our homes and when we talk about our our veterans, we're talking about people. Yes, uh, this is an office about people. All of our offices are about people. Uh, to me, I, I think that's that's really the the biggest difference uh, that I see. Uh, the contrast I think that we all should recognize when we talk about uh, you know politics you have public servants and you have politicians mm-hmm. public servants serve the people mm-hmm. politicians serve themselves right so I, I you know my office is about people and i think every office that we have uh, whether you at the local the state or federal level is about people
1: mm-hmm. you uh you touched on it and i want to say thank you I, as a veteran myself I, talk about this this new program you came up with for our area for the uh, veterans to get a veteran id card and talk about the value of that card for veterans
0: yes yes Um, I'm I'm also a veteran. Uh, Throughout Montgomery County, we have approximately 40,000 veterans Mm -hmm. uh, right here, uh, you know, throughout the Miami Valley area. So we're talking about a lot of our veterans, unfortunately, uh, because they've fallen on uh, hard times, because they have uh, been in situations where they gave their best, didn't ask for anything in return, uh, and unfortunately uh, received even less. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're talking about uh, an identification card that uh, will begin to start building up gaps. And building bridges, mending bridges that were broken down that have mm-hmm. separated veterans from good community services, uh, whether that be for healthcare, mm-hmm. uh, whether that be for burial benefits. We've had veterans in our midst who passed away and didn't receive a proper military burial. Mm. Uh, we've had veterans who, uh, you know, uh, couldn't even get a, a cup of coffee, uh, you know, as far as for a discount mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe we're in a situation where they couldn't qualify for other type of benefits, not because they didn't meet the minimum requirements, but because they couldn't even prove that they were a veteran. Wow. Uh, so, you know, uh, I, I seen this firsthand. I know you seen this firsthand. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, I also uh, I was a attorney for the veterans treatment docket here in Montgomery County. Uh, we had a multitude of veterans who, uh, you know, wanted more, uh, could do more. But one of the biggest issues that they had, they couldn't prove who they were. Mm. They couldn't even prove that they served this country. And, you know, especially when we look at our older veterans, that's that's a really constant issue. You know, we got people who, you know, have all the different ribbons. They have all the different regalia. They have all the different medals. They got all the uniforms, but they don't have a DD-214. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, when their head is cold, they pass away. You know, they are, you know, at great risk to not even receive a proper military burial, which Mm -hmm. is shameful. You know, that's sad. And so what this identification card does is ensures that a veteran can prove their service to our nation and be able to be connected with services that they've already earned.
2: How does something like that happen? How do we lose track of our veterans like that to give them the proper benefits that they've obviously earned? Like, how does something like that fall through the cracks? Um, I think honestly,
0: it's it's that old adage: uh, "Too many chiefs and not enough Indians." Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I think uh, we are probably at our best uh, as a community, as as a country, as as people uh, when we uh, do things that are common sense based. Uh, You know, right now, the way the system is currently set up. Uh, a veteran who leaves service, uh, and this has been this way for decades, they have to come down to the recorder's office, record their DD-214, they have to record their discharge document. Uh, sometimes you do have situations where maybe the the uh, another source maintains that discharge document, but it may not make it to the recorder's mm. office. And so I actually encourage every veteran, uh, once you actually uh, leave the service, to go ahead and take your DD-214 and bring it down to your county recorder's office Get it recorded. That way, you already know what's being done. Uh, we give certified copies. That's a free service. Oh. No charge anything for
1: that. When you get that information recorded within your county, um, when if something happens to the veteran, you know they become deceased or something happens, is that something that the family will? How how does the correlation of you know we might need this for burial, we might need this for mm-hmm. other things? How 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 would the family know? Do you guys reach out when you guys have information that a veteran passes? Or how does a veteran, how does a family of a veteran know that they might have documents there that are helpful?
0: Well, if if a veteran uh, records it, uh, we give, uh, generally speaking, three to four certified copies. Okay. Uh, so they would actually have those certified copies. Uh, if they need more, then they come back and, and you know, we kind of, you know, judge your situation on a case-by-case basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's situations where either we would have to reach out or either the family would reach out. Uh, they would have to provide a, a death certificate and other, uh, you know, criteria to meet. That way, they could actually observe that DD two fourteen. I tell uh, all our veterans all the time, you know, because I think one of the issues that we see is that a lot of times veterans, because of the information on the DD two fourteen, they may not feel comfortable recording it. Right. Uh, I tell everybody this. My dd two fourteen is recorded at my office and I'm not prepared to open up the books to let anybody look at my DD two fourteen. So I'm certainly not gonna let them look at yours. Right. You know, I'm gonna protect your your document just like I protect my own. And so uh, you know, generally speaking, the only the only thing that they would have to do is just come down to the office if they want a copy of that DD two fourteen on the same token. If they passed away and their family member, their relative needed that DD two fourteen for burial benefits. They would just have to contact our office, come down, and we would go ahead and
1: give them a copy. Because I, I worked at the VA for about three years, and uh, just like you spoke on, a lot of veterans either are shy and, and they kind of are hesitant to come to the VA for anything, for any purposes, and then that could lead down, them down a road of missing benefits, missing mm-hmm. opportunity. And it, it's really important for any of our veteran listeners out there to really you know make sure you at least – at bare minimum, get your DD two fourteen within your county because you might move, you might have a house fire, you might have something happen, and those documents are really hard to get mm-hmm. again. You know, so
2: talk. Yeah, about, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, does the military do a good job of letting them know, like, hey, you need to make sure you do this because you know, if something is to happen to you, you know, these expenses are covered for you because I know. A, Uh, when I was at the bank recently, I was doing some changes to documents and stuff like that. And the banker told me like, Hey, uh, you married, right? I was like, yeah, it's like, yeah, your wife's not on here. So if something was to happen to you and she was coming to collect your money, it's not going to be like, it's going to be a long Mm -hmm. process. So Mm -hmm. you need to come in here with her, sign these documents. So if something was to happen to you, she can get the money immediately as, as opposed to jumping through all these hoops and hurdles. I didn't know that. I opened this bank account when I was 16 years old. Never heard that a day of my life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But they're quick to be like, hey, we got this new credit card for you. <laughs> and stuff like that. So yeah. I, I was just thinking like, you know, is the military doing a good job to let these veterans know like, hey, this is very important for you to do. Especially, you know, like you guys are talking about older veterans, you know, it's things that happen to mm. them and they don't want to think about it. They just want to. That's yeah. in the past, let me keep pushing forward. Yeah. Is that something maybe?
1: I, I know in my experiences, um, when you're exiting the military, you're already, you know, focusing on your next point of life, whether it's gonna be school, whether it's gonna be a job opportunity, you're focusing on getting out. Mm-hmm. And in my experiences it wasn't it wasn't really it wasn't really pushed as far as, you know, make sure you do this, this, this when you get home. It's more so make sure you do this to this before you leave us. Mm-hmm. Make sure you clear here, clear there. Before we, before you held on the highway, so it's not really mm-hmm. it wasn't really pushed for for me, my experience, it wasn't pushed to make sure you, you know, go to the VA, sign up, make sure you go to the recorder's office, turning your D two fourteen, make sure you find a, a local, you know, VFW or DAV program that can help you with other benefits in your mm-hmm. future. So
0: yeah, I I agree. You know, I I think that um, in large part is because. Um, everybody has a different experience. You know, everybody that leaves the service is told something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody is told, hey, you have these benefits. But no one is told 100% all the benefits, all the, the values that come with being a veteran. And so uh, I've seen that, um, and I think that, you know, this is something that's very prevalent, uh, you know, especially in some of our more distressed communities because information does not flow as easily. And so um, I actually started up a series called Coffee for Veterans, Uh, where I would go to the DFW post, American Legion post. Uh, I would go to the ATV. I would go to uh, any type of uh, senior resource center, anywhere that they would let me set up to, uh, you know, basically sit down, have coffee, uh, share a donut, and just really just talk about in our community, what needs, what concerns do you have? Do you know that these are the benefits that you've earned? So that way, we could open up the lines of communication that existed between, you know, our veteran population and, you know, uh, you know, government, you know, officials who are accountable to the people. Uh, so, to me, my question was that, okay, um, do you know that you've earned these benefits? Uh, do you know that, you know, uh, through my identification card, I've established 250 different business relationships throughout Montgomery County with businesses that voluntarily offer a benefit, a discount, or value. These are things that. You know i feel like our veteran community needs to know about mm-hmm. but we have to help each other push your information out so everybody can benefit from it
1: mm-hmm. nice yeah i wanted to ask you what well, what is it like to uh to, to run for an office and have to deal with the, the pressures of that like what's it like to to sell yourself to a community and and hope to get the most votes and hope to continue your dreams but that, to me, it seems that that world gets dirtier and nastier the older <laughs> we get. The more I pay attention to it, mm-hmm. the rougher
0: it seems to get. And I just wanted to hear somebody that's really in it. What is that what is that like? You know, uh, it, it's crazy. I, You know, I've seen and done more than I thought I ever would. You know, I, I come from a single-parent household. Um, I haven't seen my father since I was five years old. Uh, grew up in a small house in North Carolina. Me, my grandmother, who will be 100 years old next year. Nice. Uh, you know, and my mom. That, that was our household. And I think that, um, you know, um, that that the ideal of me being who I am now and things like that, you know, is it's a lot of prayer and a lot of hard work. I mean, so I, I'm accountable to to people who came before me, people who still here with me, people who I meet. Uh, I'm accountable to them. And so, um, you know, hard work is the great equalizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, God has blessed me. Uh, you know, I was a city of Dayton official. Uh, you know, I'm a county official now. And at the end of the day, God got us. It's all in God's hands. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, you know, to me, uh, you have to do your part. You have to work hard. You have to grind. Uh, to me, I, I feel like, you know, anytime you, you always had to look at people's sketch if you just see them when they want something. Mm-hmm. I've, been mm-hmm. I've been out here. I've been out here. I've been in our schools. I've been in our community. Uh, you know, I, I'm the same person who before all of this stuff, I was still there asking, what can I do? And I ain't changed. Mm-hmm. You know, I came in this position. I'm still trying to ask, what can I do? I'm not, I'm not there, you know, basically saying, Hey, uh, you know, um, I need your vote I want your vote I'm here saying basically these are the things that I've done like in this post first six months of my administration I implemented two programs that are benefiting our community that people are enjoying Mm -hmm. my whole thing is that if I did this in six years what would I do with two more years Mm -hmm. help me help keep working for us help me keep working so we can begin to start seeing progress and movement in our county help me keep pushing us forward Mm -hmm. you know um, it, it is you know challenging uh, at times, you know, because especially being being in the seat already, you're doing the job, and then you basically have a second full time job, which is running the right. Campaign, that's, right? that's what that's what feels like, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, it, it is certainly a uh, an interesting, trying situation. Um, but you know, again, like I said, I mean, you know, I, I have a good team, uh, you know, around me. I have people who support me. Uh, it seems like I always meet people who you know, are willing to, you know, remain uh, encouraged and encourage me and pick me up and, and, you know, help me be uh, a voice for the voiceless and help me, you know, walk down some of these hard roads, uh, you know, with, with, with good company, with, with, you know, people who are confident and they've been there. Uh, so those are all good things. Um, I, I think that one thing I will say is that, um, it is something where I feel like you got to chase your dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of times we have people who, uh, want more, they can do more, but they're scared to step out on faith. And uh I think that, you know, when when God puts something on your heart, when anybody puts something, you know, uh in in your your proximity, it's a reason. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in accidents. I don't believe, you know, in in, you know, things just happen coincidentally. Uh, everything is divine. Mm-hmm. Everything is is, is faith based. You know, so if, if something happens, if someone says something to you, it's a reason why it was said to you. It's a reason why, you know, the powers that be, God allowed this to come into your peripheral. Mm-hmm. And so we have to really think and reflect to figure out what good is this? What what are we supposed to get from this? Uh, I think politics uh, are the same way. Running for office is the same way. Uh, you know, at the, at the end of the day, you know, we all have to do our best job and we do what we uh, know is right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never lost a night of sleep over any decision I've made, uh, you know, and the reason being is because I do what I feel like uh, is right. You know, if, if something is waiting on my heart, I listen to it. Mm-hmm. And I think politics are the same way. Um, you know, we, we have to keep moving forward. Um, I don't I don't really feel too much concern or pressure just for the simple fact that I feel like that, you know, I know that I'm moving forward and doing what's right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm, I'm not just doing something because, you know, I, I want to do it. It's not just something that, you know, is a stepping stone. This is a way that I can give back to my community. Mm-hmm. This is a way I can be a voice for people who, you know, will never have a voice. Uh, you know, a way I can stand up for people and fight for them in a way they can't fight for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like, you know, these are the type of things that we we have to, you know, we, we kind of unfortunately have to go through, uh, you know, to make sure that, that things begin and, and continue to press forward. Uh, you know, I, I came from a situation where, uh, you know, uh, as a member of the court, uh, you know, it was obviously a much different situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, I felt like that uh, this was uh, an opportunity for me not to sit on the sidelines and to bring about the type of change that I felt like we deserve in our communities, uh, you know, we we get in our cars and we leave. We gonna see an abundance of uh, empty, dilapidated properties. We yes. gonna see, you know, we gonna see people who are homeless. We gonna see people who are, you know, using drugs. Uh, you probably like, okay, well, what does the recorder have to do with that? Everything, because you know, whether I was, you know, as, as a veteran, as, as an attorney, uh, you know, magistrate acting judge, now as the recorder, most important role we all occupy as a concerned citizen, mm-hmm. and you know, we have to you know, make sure that our, our voices are heard and that, you know, the people who are accountable to us uh, as citizens, we have to make sure that they are making decisions that have our best, uh, you know, uh, intentions and, and you know, in mind. We mm-hmm. have to make sure that people are making decisions uh, that, you know, consider how they impact us. They're making decisions for us and not making them for themselves.
2: Right. right, and hold them accountable as well. Absolutely. Yes. So I know back in the day, It was the the rock to vote. Then Diddy had a voter die Mm -hmm. to, to rally up the youth vote. Uh, then president Obama came. So that just brought out the more youth. Like what can, cause I mean, we're getting older, so we're not technically the youth anymore. So like what programs are going on nowadays that, that encourage the youth to get involved and teach them about the whole voting process. Um,
0: There are significant uh, GOTV get-out-the-vote efforts uh, that go on where uh, there have been uh, people who go to schools and and talk to the youth about, you know, what it means to vote, how to get registered to vote. Uh, Just yesterday I was at a barbershop, uh, Superfly, uh, cuts over on uh, Salem. Uh, They had a voter registration drive. Mm. Uh, There are some other voter registration drives that are going to be taking place uh, here in the next coming days, Uh, reason being is because the last day to register to vote is October 9th. And so and that's what yeah. that's like. What Tuesday, that's Wednesday, Tuesday. Yeah. Yes, yes. You know, and, and you know, and, and this is real and it's, it's serious. And I think we have to make sure that we are in a position to bring about this type of change. Because as we all know, if you don't vote, you can't complain. Right. Not, not
1: no. to cut you off, but I want you to keep this thought. I wanted to ask you when you um I I heard that if you did not vote in the last election that you were you have to register to vote again. Is is that a true statement?
0: There, there are some, uh, what, what you're talking about is when the rolls were purged. Um, initially, there were uh, activity uh, purging that happened and then the courts uh, intervened and stopped the purging. Uh, I've been encouraging everyone because it's unclear where exactly that activity started and stopped, meaning that I'm sh- there are people who probably were purged, don't even know they were purged, uh, didn't receive any notification they were purged. And so it's important that if you do want to vote, uh, or if you had a change of address or if you had, you know, a change of name that you go ahead and re-register. It's always better to be safe than sorry mm-hmm. because, you know, if you wait till election day and you show up and, you know, your <laughs> registration ain't right, mm-hmm. you not vote. Mm-hmm. And so uh, w- what you're talking about with the, the purging of the rolls? again, we there are so many different things that exist. Um, I call them voter suppression. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is just strictly voter suppression. This is a way to try to dilute uh, the, the strength of a voting base, uh, the strength of a a people, uh, the strength of a constitutional right, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and so I I think when we talk about that, um, you know, that that should tell us everything we
2: need to know. How important is it to vote? It's so important. People are trying to stop you from voting. Mm -hmm. That's how important it is. Yeah. I know people get so discouraged from the whole voting process because of things like voter suppression and like, well, I thought I registered. Well, uh, no. Or like uh, a buddy of mine, he moved, this is how crazy it was. He moved in the same apartment complex to a different apartment, mm. and they didn't allow him to vote. I was like, huh? So you went from 208B to 208C, and you can't vote? Wow. Like, yo. like Going to the wrong polls. I, yeah, I've heard people, people show polls. up to the wrong polls. I'm going to the wrong It's well. like, no, I'm going to go to the right one then. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know <laughs> things change, and, and it's just, it seems like it's always a hoop and a hurdle to go over, and people... I don't know. I'll keep it real. People almost look for a reason not to do it. Like, oh well, there it is. They they doing it again, yeah. and then not pay, taking that extra step to go ahead and make sure they're registered and going to the right places. You know, and you you get so much mail and you get so many documents. You look at the news, you see everything that's going on. You just like, ugh. Yeah. You don't know what to do as a as a citizen as a person. And then on top of that, you have to deal with. Keeping up with everything. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like you guys said, it's like a job to keep up with everything and and know who you're voting for, and not leaving things blank and knowing all the issues, and then you get the runaround at the poll and you're just like, Man, forget it. My vote yeah. don't count anyway. Yeah. It's just one. Yeah. But multiply that by ten thousand, yeah. And another ten. <laughs> like all those numbers add up. Uh, yeah.
1: Definitely. When, when, when you, when you get into the world of, of politics and, and, and serving your community, um, what, I guess, I guess I want to ask what joy, what, what would you want to, the number one thing you would want people to grab from this whole experience that, that you do? Like what, mm. what's your ultimate push? What what's your main initiative? Like what, just what do you want people to grab from what you do and for the community?
0: Mm. You know, um regardless of what role I've occupied, uh to me is it's never been about so much as about, you know, what, what does a uh you know, a judge, what does a magistrate, uh, what does an attorney or even what does a recorder do. To me, I want to be like, what does Brandon McClain do? Mm. You know, because at the end of the day that's what we're talking about. We're talking about people. Uh you know, we have to um, you know, make sure that, you know, regardless of, of what role we occupy that we are working for the good of the people. We're working for the good of the public. And so what I would probably want to leave with people about um, you know what what I've done as far as and, and the joy the enjoyment to me I think that um, probably the most joyish moments that I have uh, as a recorder that uh, people come in from, you know from our community people come in and they talk to me about all different types of things and not all of them relate to me being a recorder mm-hmm. uh, you know and I take a great pride and joy in that because I know that they're coming to me uh, with situations that they feel like they can't bring to other people mm-hmm. and so. To me, I think being able to be a stopgap to fill in those gaps in our community are what is needed. We don't need people to pass the buck. We don't need people mm-hmm. to go, oh, mm-hmm. this isn't my job. That's not my role. You need to go here and that. No one wants to run around. Right. So I take great pride and joy in the fact that people come to me with issues that may be on the peripheral of my job capacity, mm-hmm. but I'm still able to handle it because yeah. that's the type of man I am. It, it has nothing to do with the type of official I am. It has to do with my heart. You know, this this is dedication to your community, and I think that's something that no job description can cover.
1: Yeah, I know you hear so much of the bad and the negative side of it. That's why I, I wanted to hear what what, what 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 motivates you to get up, what what drives you to keep doing it for the city. Because a lot of a lot of times, in my opinion, a lot of people that serve the community are serving it for the goodwill of themselves. They're serving it for the fact that they're not doing it for the thank you. They're not, they're not, they're not doing it for the people to, you know, maybe for the limelight, you know, it, some, some do, but I feel like a lot of people, they don't expect the thank you and so much, you know, they, they really want to get out in their community and help. So that's definitely very important.
0: Yeah. I'm, oh, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, you know, to, to your point, it's just, um, man, you know, when you encounter people and I, you know, I'm a firm believer, uh, you know, uh, the Bible was clear. God is the only true judge. And, you know, I think a lot of times we have people in our midst that rise to these positions, uh, these elevated positions of authority. Uh, To me, anyone who has authority here on earth is an under-shepherd. And so that means that one day they will have to give an accountance to God on how they treated his people when they met them at their most vulnerable points. Mm. And so, uh, you know, I consider myself to be an under-shepherd. And so, uh, you know, I've encountered people who were about to lose their home. I've encountered people who were having situations where their homes were stolen from them. Mm. Uh, You know, which, which, you know, led to me responding with my first program, the fraud alert notification system. Uh, You know, I've had situations where, you know, people came to me and they said, hey, uh, can you help me get something to eat? Uh, You know, the the, the problems that we have in our community, uh, they don't they don't come to the courthouses. They don't come to the county administration
2: buildings. They don't come to
0: the council meetings. They exist in the neighborhoods and yeah. the doorsteps
2: of the people who have them. Mm-hmm. And not, that's not just here, that's every city, Everywhere. USA. Yes, Everywhere. yes, yes. Everywhere. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about the whole voting process. What does it take for an official to be elected? Because we were talking numbers before uh, on Wednesday. So it's not as simple as, hey, one man, one vote. Like, mm. how does that whole situation work? Um. You know, there are different Get your calculators. <laughs> <laughs> there,
0: there, are different, uh, there are different strategies, I think, to, to come, come about, you know, to uh, you know, motivate or incentivize, you know, uh, the vote. Uh, generally speaking, here in uh, Montgomery County, I think roughly we have, uh, depending on the, the midterm election or the general election presidential years, uh, you have a big influx, a difference in the numbers. People, generally speaking, they come out and they respond uh, and vote more. In a presidential year than they do in a off year or mm-hmm. a midterm election year uh, like this year and so uh, i think it becomes ever so more important to make sure that we get out and we encourage each other to vote uh your, your voice is your vote you cannot allow it to be silenced ignored smothered by people who need to hear it the most mm-hmm. if if it was never more clear it, it should be more clear than it ever has been now that what we have going on in our country uh, in our communities uh, is your key sign that you have to get up and do something about it. Mm-hmm. And your response to what's going on in this world, uh, in, in our communities, in this country, should be to vote because that's the only way as a citizen we can bring about change. Uh, when we took a look at the numbers, uh, generally speaking, uh, you know, for an uh, off year, we're talking about uh, the fact that uh, there is significant falloff. Uh, even between the top of a ballot and the bottom of a ballot, generally speaking, ten to fifteen percent. Mm. And so we are talking about a situation where we have to encourage each other to to realize the importance of your vote. Your vote does matter. Your vote by itself is one, but if that one person brings others with them, those votes become many, mm-hmm. and those they begin to add up. And that's what we have to recognize is that you know uh, you may have a whisper individually. But if you get a group of people together, now you have a loud boisterous roar. You know, that's how we have to look at this thing, mm-hmm. with voting. This is, you know, it's almost like as kids, you know, we play with Legos. You know, one Lego by itself is one small block. But you could take a whole bunch of your Legos and, and build anything you wanted. Right. You know, voting is the same thing. If you have one Lego by itself, that may not be as significant and noteworthy. But what if that one person, that one Lego, guess what more? You got one person who tells 10 people, those 10 people tell 10 people and those 10 people tell 10 people that we're up to over a thousand people. Mm-hmm. That's how voting is. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's what we have to remind each other. You know, you voting is important. You getting your friends, your relatives, you talking to strangers about voting is important, you know, to make sure that we're all informed, and educated on people, on, on issues, on what they mean to us as an individual on what they mean and how they impact our community as a whole. Mm-hmm. We have
2: to be privy to this stuff. So that way we can make decisions to help us. Mm. And the importance of the midterm is huge because you know, everybody always talks about the presidential election. Yeah. Everybody, like you were saying the fall off mm-hmm. between those, but these are just as important, if not more important to your local community, yeah. like these are things that are directly going to affect you. Like today. People always,
1: in my opinion, reach for the stars in the presidential, but they don't know that the meat and potatoes is in this county mm-hmm. state. You know, that's where you're going to see some maybe some direct impact or have some, uh, you know, the federal government ain't worried about necessarily with Ohio. You know, right. they got mm-hmm. federal things to deal with. But your state government, local those people are supposed to be there to deal with your local and state issues, so a lot of people kind of in my opinion, like you say like they'll they'll push for that you know when when, when it's the election year and president election uh voting you you say the numbers the, the polls always seem packed mm-hmm. you you go there you go there at five in the morning to get first six in the morning it's busy you go there after work is busy and they people get discouraged from that, but when it's when it's election years like this, you know you might walk in there and well in and out you know it would not be a long way right. so.
2: Go yeah. get your sticker. Go get yeah, your donut. Go get your yeah. coffee. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Can <laughs> go get you some good breakfast before you go to work, man. Can you let the PR our,
1: our listeners know where is the uh, Montgomery County uh, Recorder's office?
0: Uh, yes, uh, my office, the Montgomery County Recorder's office is located at uh, 451 West Third Street, uh, Dayton, Ohio 45402, otherwise known as the County Administration Building. That's located uh, right across the street from Sinclair College, uh-huh. and uh, we are located on the fifth floor okay. of the County Administration Building. So. Uh, you can you can come down there and, and, uh, and see me. Uh, we can talk about programs. Uh, we can talk about uh, anything that relates to our community. Uh, I believe in having an open door policy. Um, I, I feel like you know we we can't fix these issues if we can't talk about
2: them. Mm-hmm. Got to talk, man. Got to talk, and mm-hmm. and I always talk about holding people accountable. So you know how can I don't know we'll take Jim Johnson. How can Jim Johnson hold you accountable for the, the programs that that you implemented? Like how how does he say well, he all right I don't like how this program is going. It it started out great, but now it's not it's not you're not living up to what you said. How does he hold you accountable for these things? How do we hold our politicians accountable?
0: We hold our politicians accountable by voting. Uh, again, we if you don't vote, you can't complain. We have significant issues. We are in a position of dire straits. Uh, as, as a community, as as a as a county, as a country. Uh, I've been very unapologetic about uh, what it would mean to us in a community of people who don't vote, who don't realize the importance of voting. Uh, It wouldn't be pretty. Uh, You know, people are always talking about fighting for the community and trying to protect the community. Well, if you don't vote, there won't be much of a community left to protect or fight Mm -hmm. for. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, and and so uh, when we talk about accountability uh, as citizens, uh, every elected official is accountable to the people uh, from the highest of the high to the lowest of the low. And that's something we have to always remember because uh, our accountability as officials uh, or, or being accountable to the citizens is something that uh, they see uh, through voting. Uh, you know, so if, if someone isn't isn't um, living up to what they told as a citizen, we need to call them out on it and we need to hold them accountable mm-hmm. for it because, you know, this just isn't, you know, the promise game. You make Mm. promises and then you get in and then nothing happens. That's not what life is. Because, you know, uh, one thing that I realized early on is that, you know, when I tell somebody uh, that I'm going to do something or when I implement policy or change or program or initiative, that causes a ripple effect in people's lives. And so the same opposite is true. If I didn't do anything, that person doesn't see a ripple in their life. Mm hmm. They don't see it. They don't feel it because nothing's happened. And so we have to make sure that when we put people in offices and they make lofty promises and we have expectations based upon their words, that they're held accountable. Mm-hmm. They have to be accountable. Otherwise, if they're not accountable, we're only thing we're doing is really establishing a situation where we are serving people as opposed to the people serving
1: us. Mm-hmm. For these next three or four weeks, what does uh – uh? Brandon McLean campaign want people to know what does, what what are some of your campaign strategies moving forward and what are are you pushing?
0: Uh, I'm pushing the same thing. I always have hard work, Um, hard work. I think it's the great equalizer. Uh, Anybody who knows me and knows what I'm about will tell you that, uh, you know, I'm prepared to go anywhere uh, with anybody at any time uh, to do what needs to be done. Uh, So I've got a parade actually today at two o'clock. I was telling you guys about, Mm -hmm. Uh, we got a parade at two o'clock. Uh, coming down the stretch, uh, we'll be knocking doors. So some of you will see me at your doorstep. Uh, you know, just be nice and friendly. If i look sweaty, <laughs> offer me a glass of water. It's hot outside. <laughs> you know, it is cooling off a little bit. Uh, you know, we'll be uh, you know going through and and you know talking talking to voters and you know uh, reminding them of you know the progress that's been made. Uh, you know, in in uh, you know my my eight months uh, in office. Uh, you know, and what I plan on doing and continuing to do. Uh, As I serve in this capacity, Uh, you know, it is one of those things where, uh, you know, I'm looking for, you know, uh, assistance, support uh, from from all people because I serve all people throughout Montgomery County. Mm -hmm. I just don't serve, you know, one subset or one population. I serve all people. And so that means I have to be prepared to uh, do what's necessary for the benefit of those folks. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, moving forward for the next four weeks, uh, you're going to see the same consistent hard work you've been seeing uh you you might get a robo call you you may uh, get something in the mail uh you know and again I'll be the same place as I always have been my number ain't changed mm-hmm. uh, you know I you know I haven't changed and uh, you know we're going to keep moving forward together
2: yeah now we were talking on Wednesday about like yard signs mm-hmm. and how some people think it's important some people think it's not and just oh uh, people putting up yard signs and actually not even voting for that candidate that they have a yard sign for, like, that's a real thing, huh?
0: That's a real thing. I mean, you you could, because here's the, here's the the reality of it. You know, there could be yard signs in an abandoned property. There could be yard signs of a property that's for sale or for rent. No one actually lives there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people can put up a yard sign on somebody's property because uh, they're being nice or because the person asked. It doesn't necessarily mean uh, that, you know, they're, uh, you know, supportive or that they are, uh, you know, uh, going to vote for that person even. And, you know, we have to always keep in mind, and, and trust me, I'm reminded of it often, that being the fact that uh, yard signs don't vote.
2: Yeah. Mm, you know,
0: <laughs> they don't vote. People vote. Right. And, and when
2: you told me that on Wednesday, I, it never dawned on me. Like, right. Well, of course, if they've got a yard sign, of course they're voting for them, right? It's like, no, that's not how it works. It's, like, yeah, that- it's just a yard sign. A yard <laughs> sign is a yard sign. Yeah. It, it, it just didn't register <laughs> for me. And, and it makes total sense after you explained it. It's like. Yeah, it makes sense. Like it's just the yard sign. Exactly. It's not the actual person doing the. Like people are lazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> people, yeah. Go ahead, and knock yourself out. People don't care as much as you think they do. I wanted to ask you back to the uh,
1: veteran ID card. How, how long is that? Is that ID card valid for?
2: Uh,
0: it's valid for uh, ten years uh, from the date of issuance under how law. Uh, to a, to a, actually receive the card, you just have to come down to the office. Uh, record your DD-214 and present two valid forms of ID, you would actually leave that day with one of the veteran identification cards.
1: Nice. And if you already have your uh, DD-214 on file, you just show up with two forms
0: of ID. Yep, you just show up with the two forms of ID and actually we streamline you, uh, get you taken care of. We got a a very fast process. Um, I'm, I'm so proud of the program because I actually implemented this program about three and a half, four weeks ago. And since then, we have issued over 800 veteran identification cards, Wow, Uh, you know, uh, and so this, this is something where obviously it's a significant need. Uh, You know, we all need uh, ID. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a version of state issued ID. They also can use it down at the polls uh, to vote with, Uh, you know, you can use it to, you know, to qualify possibly for social security as an identification source, Uh, you know, so there are so many different uses and benefits of the card. Uh, So I'm proud of that program. And, and, uh, you know, as time goes on, we're going, even get more benefits.
1: I'm going to have to make it a 802 because me and my wife coming
2: down this week. We're going to come down to support we'll, and get see to,
0: we'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs>
2: How can people stay in contact with you and follow your journey through this whole process?
0: Uh, on Facebook, uh, you can look me up, Brandon McClain. uh On Twitter, it's at uh, Recorder McLean. Uh, Instagram, at Recorder McClain. Uh, if you want to know more information about me, uh, my programs, my initiatives, uh, my goals, my vision for us here in Montgomery County. If you want to know more about my campaign and what I've already done, uh, you can go to my website, no, Dope. Nice. Dope.
2: We appreciate you coming on, man. This has been super informative and super fun. You know yeah, what I'm saying? answered a lot of questions for me, for sure. For sure.
1: Has, we, we definitely have spoke within ourselves about wanting someone in this world to come you know answer some questions for our listeners and and, and show and show a face put a put a face to the name cuz i know i started voting the year that obama became president in 08 that was my first time voting and i didn't do much homework i get to the poll and it was a lot of stress of like names no pictures no 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 par- no, <laughs> no paragraph changes. no paragraph of uh, selling points you know it was just you know, you you should know by now. You yeah. know, and and it was an eye opener for me to get more involved with not just you know executive branch of the government. You know, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. One,
2: yeah,
0: One one thing I, I want to add, uh, you know, you talk about uh, cheat sheets. We have uh, slate cards that are available to have all of the endorsed uh, candidates from uh, the parties on them, mm. and so uh, you can contact your local uh, party, um, you know, chairperson. Uh, office and they actually will provide slate cards also down at the polls. They will actually have individuals down there with those slate cards. Hmm. Uh, So, you know, just kind of, you know, to take some of that stress off. Right. uh, It is a lot of issues. It is a lot of names, a lot of positions. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and to me, that's why we got to make sure that, um, you know, we are voting uh, based upon more than just yard signs because people can have, you know, somebody can have, you know, 5,000 yard signs and we never see, never know, never hear Other person, nobody actually knows the person. And, you know, we could recognize the name and still not vote for it. So,
2: yeah man this is yeah. a yard sign <laughs> <but>
0: <laughs> yard sign
1: battle <laughs> Kev Nash DJ Killer Kev I would definitely want to say thank you to Mr. McClain for, for coming and being a part of our pod thank you for taking the time to you know come out and uh, speak to our listeners it
0: means a lot to us hey thank you very much thank you for the opportunity and for everybody listening I'm Brandon McClain and I'm your Montgomery County Recorder yeah you can't make this
2: up podcast peace <laughs>